Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Kashmir Project. Before we start today's episode, I'd like to take a moment to thank everyone who's tuned in. Your support means a lot to me. If you like what you hear, please do share this podcast, leave a like, and drop a comment. I really appreciate the support that you've been giving. Now, moving on to today's episode. For today, I would like to discuss the sort of political situation that is brewing within Kashmir. How things are progressing within its borders, what India's involvement is in it, what Pakistan is doing, and how this will all be progressing. So for starters, let's look at the situation in Kashmir. It is still under clampdown from Indian occupation. Communication is limited. Normalcy is not really maintained over there. And things are still difficult for the average Kashmiri. Now, keeping that in mind, the political situation within Kashmir has been changing and developing as time is going by. Currently, the ruling party in India, the BJP, is hopeful that Kashmir will be getting its first chief minister following the abrogation of Article 370. In an interview with IANS, Jammu and Kashmir Bharatiya Janta Party chief Ravindra Rana has stated that Jammu and Kashmir is a unit, and as president of BJP there, he is confident that he will have a BJP chief minister in the region very soon. Now, the Bharatiya Janta Party is one of the many political organizations that is currently in movement within Kashmir. The other more famous parties that are operating are the Indian National Congress, Kashmir's National Conference Party, and the People's Democratic Party, or the PDP. What's important to note here is that the BJP leader has stated that he's very hopeful of the idea that Kashmir will get its first BJP chief minister. What's important to note is that the BJP is making these claims while no one else is really standing up to contest them. The reason being is because the leaders of both the National Conference and the People's Democratic Party have been under house arrest within Kashmir. The leader of the PDP, President Mehbooba Mufti, has been under house arrest and has not been able to carry out any political activities up until this date. The president was supposed to meet a delegation from her party earlier this week. However, she has declined to meet party leaders fearing that the gesture might be projected as a sign of normalcy by the central government. Mehbooba Mufti is voluntarily not meeting members of her party because it might give off the image that Kashmir is progressing towards normalcy. With her decision to not engage, she has basically stated that do not fall for any traps. Things are not right in Kashmir. And with a party like the PDP, which has many strong footholds within the Kashmir region, that is something to worry about. Mehbooba Mufti, along with several party leaders, have been detained by the administration since August 5th, the day that India abrogated Article 370 of its constitution and forcefully occupied Kashmir one of the most militarized zones in the world, and its political leaders are being clamped down. 
Mehbooba's Mufti's stance on this entire thing is completely justified since she wants to tell the world that things are not right and we will not progress with this sort of narrative. On the other hand, a party delegation from the National Conference did meet its senior leaders, Mr. Farooq and Umar Abdullah, who are also under detention. The Abdullahs do take into consideration that there is anguish over the prevailed situation. And while they were hopeful for the future, they are pained by what's happening right now. Currently, the government within Kashmir is completely disassembled. And with local elections taking place soon, it is worrying to see that major political parties that were once in motion within Kashmir are right now dormant. And the BJP is looking pretty active. It does have a significant presence within the area. However, this is the first time that they actually see gaining complete control and power within the area of Jammu and Kashmir. It could be speculated that their victory within India's elections has bolstered their feelings towards what is going to happen in Kashmir on the political front. However, the narrative is also changing on the outside for Kashmir. The international community is finally starting to wake up and take notice of the issue. U.S. senators have called for inspecting the Kashmir region. And under pressure from the international community over restrictions in Jammu and Kashmir, the BJP-led government has actually made plans to take a group of foreign diplomats into the state. The BJP's prerogative in this entire mission is to show that Jammu and Kashmir is now normal. Everything is well. Everything is good. However, that is more or less an illusion that they want to project, since the situation within Kashmir is not as normal as people believe. According to the government, is waiting for situations to be a little more conducive before taking diplomats into Kashmir for inspection. However, it's been more than 60 days now since Kashmir has been under lockdown, and the international community is starting to grow impatient. There have been talks by many world leaders regarding the issue. Prime Minister Mahathir Mohammad of Malaysia has expressed concerns. While he does not officially take sides, he has however stated that India's act is not in the right and that changes do need to be made to provide relief to the people of Kashmir. Because of his opinions, right now he's facing backlash from the Indian community who have started the campaign Hashtag boycott Malaysia. Indian tourists are being advised to not visit Malaysia. People have been told to not conduct business with them and to abandon them for such a stance. It should be noted that Malaysia is one of the few countries who did raise the issue of Kashmir in front of the United Nations General Assembly, along with Prime Minister Imran Khan of Pakistan and President Erdogan of Turkey. In the United States, American Senator Elizabeth Warren a presidential candidate for the Democratic Party running for election in 2020, has expressed concerns on the sort of blackout that Kashmir is witnessing today. She stated, and I quote, The U.S.-India partnership has always been rooted in our shared democratic values. I'm concerned about recent events in Kashmir, 
including a continued communications blackout and other restrictions. The rights of the people of Kashmir must be respected. End quote. Now, Elizabeth Warren's stance mirrors that of Bernie Sanders, who has also mentioned, I quote, when President Trump meets with Prime Minister Narendra Modi in Houston, we will hear much about the friendship between the American and Indian peoples. However, there will be a deafening silence on the human rights crisis unfolding right before our eyes, and that is unacceptable. End quote. Now, we've seen that there is movement happening within the United States government on Kashmir. Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren are two major political figures that are at the center of the apex right now. They are leaders within the Democratic Party who have a lot of leeway, and they are serving senators on the United States Congress. So it stands to reason that their sentiments are mirrored by a lot more people within the U.S. Congress. The fact that they do want to investigate the issue within South Asia and have a hearing specifically on Kashmir in October proves that it is a priority to them. And they do want to be able to take care of any problems that do arise. Some might say that the reason that the Democrats are doing this is because that it puts them in direct clash with President Trump, who has been very pro-India at this point. It remains to be seen how much the Democratic Party follows through with these intentions. Now, if we're to look at this from a very objective point of view, we do see that the political situation in Kashmir has deteriorated quite a lot. Right now, there are not many people who are in flux, in motion, in there. And there is the ever-looming threat that the center will take over powers within Kashmir and will install its own political party so that the Kashmir area can be governed under their rule. With the abrogation of Article 370 and 35A, there is a threat to the indigenous Kashmiri people that settlers from India will come in and will mix in with the population and will slowly change Kashmir as we know it. Now, this is in plain hypocrisy to the situation that is happening in Assam. As stated earlier on the show, Assam is a place that has been plagued with a lot of illegal migrants from Bangladesh. And right now within the region, there are talks of a national registration list called the NRC, which will determine who is an Indian citizen and who is not. And based on that decision, the rights of people will be rescinded. Now, Home Minister Mr. Amit Shah has declared that many communities will be safe. The Dalits, the Christians, the Sikhs, the Jains. He has claimed that these will be protected and they will be looked after. The one community that he failed to mention were Muslims. Muslims who have faced the brunt of the Gujarat riots in 2002. Muslims who are on the receiving end of hate crimes all across India. These Muslims are the people that need to be protected. And the Union Home Minister has ignored them. He has failed to mention that they will be protected and their rights will be guaranteed. That is actually a very glaring oversight. It does throw into suspicion what the intention 
of the BJP is. Now keep in mind, in all of these things, there is also the Indian National Congress, which has very little power, but is naturally in opposition to the Bharatiya Janata Party. There are a lot of elements that do not stand for the occupation of Kashmir and for the treatment of Muslims. Chief among them is Congress Party leader Shashi Tharoor, who has on occasion stated his displeasure on the entire situation. It should also be noted that due to this entire situation taking place, there are people on the Pakistan-occupied Kashmir side who want to be able to provide relief to their Indian-occupied brethren and are currently mobilizing towards the border in a bid to cross it. Now, Prime Minister Imran Khan has warned them against such an action. He has told them that this is a very ill-advised move and that any action like this would actually put them in the wrong. It would give India cause to blame more militancy on Pakistan. And we see that that has actually happened. The Indian security forces have started mentioning that there is a rise in militants within Kashmir since August 5th. Their claim is that people crossing over from the Pakistan-occupied Kashmir side are bringing in militants. And that is causing trouble within the region. Now these are things that have been explicitly stated by our Prime Minister. However, the Kashmiri people do have strong sentiments and they want to mobilize. They are trying to mobilize. Security forces have been deployed both on the Pakistani and Indian side to prevent this. We can only hope that people listen to reason and rationale and are able to resolve the situation diplomatically as opposed to taking brash decisions. The political situation is in a strange kind of flux right now. There are elements that would make it charged, but then there's cause for worry and de-escalation as well. Obviously, foreign oversight would play a huge role in this. India's claims that everything is alright in Kashmir need to be verified by arbitrary bodies within the international community. Since India right now is the only person who is claiming so, there is no voice coming out of Kashmir that that is the truth. And anything that does come out is swiftly put down by Indian authorities as being hearsay. With the strength of an international body coming in and observing the situation, we can get the reality of the situation and find out what is exactly happening there. That is why it is very important for the United Nations, for the US Congress, for European countries to come in and observe, to verify whether things are actually all right and what sort of grave human rights violations are happening in one of the most militarized zones in the world. For two months, the Kashmiri people have been in a complete blackout and they're still there and time is still counting. For two months, no one has taken action but things are starting to change and they're changing for the better. The aim over here is to provide Kashmiri people relief. They are under distress and they need our help. And it should be our prerogative to make sure that that happens. We need to be aware of the machinations in play. The sort of political strategies that are being employed. What the international community is doing. 
what the local governments are doing, and how do we go about this so that we know when injustice is striking and we know what to do with the future. I urge you, dear listener, please remain vigilant. Please keep listening, keep thinking, keep talking, keep fighting. That is how this war is going to be won. That is how Kashmir will be guaranteed freedom, is if we continue this conversation and we push for the rights of Kashmiris everywhere to be restored. With that, I would like to bring this episode to a close. Once again, thank you so much for your contribution, for your support. If you enjoyed this content, please do leave a like, please do share, please follow, and spread the message that Kashmir is and always will remain free. Thank you so much once again for your time. I will catch you in the next one.